0: Teenage pregnancy was a little bit high. I mean, it's so in the last few years it's been on the decline, but um, I usually let them know that if you have a teenage pregnancy, the chances are you could end up in poverty. And that's what we don't want. We want our young people to be able to have information so that they can make informed uh, decisions. They can, like, refrain from sexual activity or delay it to later years. And also, One of the things is that Grenada is considered Christian and patriarchal. So because of this, sex is also considered taboo. It's a topic that people are usually scared to talk about.
1: Welcome to Latinx in Power, a podcast hosted by Thaisa Fernández. When it comes to achieving success in the world of business, there's nothing more vital than supercharging your revenue. Sales professionals do more than just close deals. They time leads, chase leads, forecast growth, generate insightful reports, manage contacts, curate compelling content and crush those ever-important numbers. The tasks on their plate seem never-ending. As we gear up for the fourth quarter, is the perfect time to explore a superior path to success. This journey starts with the all-new HubSpot Sales Hub. With the HubSpot Sales Hub, you unlock a seamlessly integrated platform where your data, tools, and teams seamlessly converge, forging a sophisticated and highly adaptable workspace that is an absolutely joy to work with. It is the place where you can effortlessly convert potential leads into active pipelines and bring deals to fruition, all from a unified hub. Plus, sequences and smooth workflows help reps streamline tasks and spend more time on what they do best. Connecting with customers with Sales Hub, closing deals is no big deal. Try it yourself at hubspot.com/sales. Welcome to Latinx in Power. Today we are talking with Cherry and Joseph. Ann's skill set include data handling, analysis, report writing, and procurement. Ann is passionate about education adolescents on sexual health through comprehensive sexuality education (CSE). Through Grenada Planet Parenthood Association, she mastered project management and grant writing leading successful grant proposals and coordinating projects with local organizations and researchers. So excited with this conversation. Welcome to this podcast.
0: Thank you, Teysa, and thank you for having me. And I'm also excited to be here to share my experiences with others.
1: Incredible. In this episode, Ann will share her journey's beginning, discuss her core values and explore her favorite aspects of project management, She also talked about her passion for comprehensive sexuality education and working with adolescents. Very important topic. I'm so excited with this conversation, and I wanted to ask you first how do you feel connected with Latin America culture and how do you feel connected with the Latinx community? I know we are like so close. I wanted to hear your thoughts since this podcast. It's about like talking with folks from Latin America and folks who are actually now, I just started to interview folks from the Caribbean as well. So it's been an amazing journey and To me personally, I have been learning a lot, so I feel very connected to the Caribbean as well.
0: Great to hear. In terms of being connected with um, Latin America culture, I grew up in Grenada, which is in the Caribbean. And then we had um, South America and Central America. And we have always been um, lumped together as Latin America and the Caribbean. So we're always, we call ourselves LAC, L-E-C. So because of that, we have been connected. We've been very connected, our islands and the countries in South America. We've always been uh, connected. Um, Big organizations such as International Planned Parenthood Federation, UNICEF, PAHO, they have all put us together. So because of that, we tend to always be in each other's space. So we tend to learn a lot about the other islands or the other countries that compromise um, Latin America. How do I feel connected with the Latin community? I mean, because of all of that, our cultures tend to to interact with each other. So, for example, Umbrella Body, we actually have an office in um, Colombia and we just recently finished a conference there. So we all like, you know, because of all this movement, because of how we're interconnected as Latin America and the Caribbean, we play an integral role in terms of what we do. So I would say our community is very, very connected. And additionally, I love those series from Colombia. So I watch like a lot of um, shorter, you call it mini series. I watch them. I don't speak um, Spanish or Portuguese, but I watch them with the closed caption on. So I feel very connected um, to Latin American culture.
1: That's incredible. And I love how the location also helps to feel closer. To Latin America and the other Caribbean island because it's interesting because for me right now, I live in California and I feel Mm -hmm. I'm so, so far away, (laughs) especially (laughs) going to Brazil. Sometimes I was like, oh my God, we need to cross the entire United States and then like take another flight. It's just so, so, so far.
0: (laughs) We're right across. I mean, Grenada is just literally, you know, right there. Like based on our location, it's easy to get to to South America because we would go through Trinidad and then down to Guyana, and we we're right there. we, we we're in um, South America.
1: Yeah, that's incredible. And for me, I think since the pandemic, my city in Brazil is the third biggest city in Brazil, but it's not as famous as Rio and São Paulo. And now, I think they reduced the flight. So for me to go to Brazil now from California, it's like three flights which is horrible. It's just like
0: a a lot. lot. (laughs) It's a lot of hours flying.
1: And Terri, I wanted to ask you, can you tell us about your professional career and how everything started?
0: So a long time ago, I wanted to be a medical doctor. But after a while, I decided, you know, that maybe I should do something different. So I did a master's in health education because I thought that I can contribute to health education which would contribute towards health in our country because we were having a lot of issues um, with diabetes. So a lot of people were being diagnosed with diabetes and we have breast cancer numbers were going up along with prostate cancer numbers. So because of that, I did that master's in health education. And I also decided to get certified to become a health educator so that I can, you know, do things not just only in Grenada, but I but glo- on a global level. So I'm actually certified through the National Commission for Health Education, Inc., based in the US. After that, I was like, okay, health education, but maybe I can do a little more. So I also decided to do a master's in public health in global health with a focus on women's health so that way I could contribute um, a little more. So in terms of my project management, um, during my master's in public health, we had to do a project management course. It was mandatory and I did really, really well. I excelled on that course. And because of that, my professor, she decided to offer me a job to become a project manager. And since then, it's just been so great. The journey has been so great doing all of these things.
1: That's incredible. I love to get to know more about your journey. And I personally, I love those stories when there's someone who sees something, right? And they tell you, and then it kind of like changed your career and it changed everything. Personally, I love those stories and I think it's so inspiring. And it's interesting how, I don't know, I feel how sometimes people don't understand fully what is project management it's about or Mm -hmm. they might think it's only about a specific field but actually you need project managers in like every single
0: thing we do i usually tell people just simply you know like having a home a wife or a husband it's a project you have to manage that home and that's where it starts doing those little simple tasks getting something done it's actually a project
1: Yeah, and I think a lot of people don't realize that. And I feel that it's always good to have a project manager friend (laughs) because there's always someone who's going to get help to get things done. Sometimes you're planning a trip, you know, and this person is going to be amazing.
0: (laughs) Exactly. All of these things we need project managers for, simple little tasks.
1: Incredible. And what values or principles do you hold dear that guide your decisions and actions in both your professional and personal life?
0: So one of the principles that I operate on, I believe in educating others to empower themselves. For example, in our culture, we usually say it's better to teach a guy to fish rather than always give him a fish. So you empower him that he'll be able to provide food for him. Um, I also believe in educating young women and young people so that they can gain um, information to make informed decisions. So this is one of the reasons why I, I do CSE because I saw that there was a, a need for it. Teenage pregnancy was a little bit high. I mean, it's so in the last few years, it's been on the decline. But um, I usually let them know that if you have a teenage pregnancy, the chances are you could end up in poverty. And that's what we don't want. We want our young people to be able to have information so that they can make informed uh, decisions. They can like refrain from sexual activity or delay it to later years. And also, one of the things is that Grenada is considered Christian and patriarchal. So because of this, sex is also considered taboo. It's a topic that people are usually scared to talk about or afraid of. I mean, I just came from a session today and I was talking with young people and because the teacher was in the room, the students were kind of scared to actually voice their concerns or their questions. You know, that kind of power dynamics, you kind of want to be trying to, I'm trying to work to get all of that change. And um, usually like if young girls get pregnant, by the time they're 21 years old, they usually have two to three kids. So these are um, the guiding principles. So I would do this so that I'm able to empower young people so that they can make informed decisions.
1: Amazing. I love your work and I love that you're sharing about that. This is so, so, so important. share with you a podcast that I have been enjoying. It's called Inclusion and Marketing and it's hosted by Sonia Thompson and is brought to you by the HubSpot Podcast Network, the audio destination for business professionals. Inclusion and Marketing digs into important topics like belonging, customer experience and diversity, and how you can practice inclusive marketing authenticity because when you lead with inclusivity, you win the attention, adoration, loyalty, and trust of a broader group of consumers. And I really enjoyed the episode about lessons in belonging from Beyonce's Renaissance World Tour. And I love how Sonia discussed the profound link between life Business and customer loyalty, as I found invaluable lessons on belonging from her experience attending the Beyoncé's tour. And I'd love to invite you to take a listen to inclusion and marketing whenever you get your podcast. To be honest, to talk with adolescents, about this topic, sexuality, it must be so scary. I don't know. I I wanted to hear from you. Like, how is this for you? Because I have the sense that when we are very young, we can talk about anything. We ask a lot of questions. And there's a period in our life as we grow older, we stop talking probably because the adults, they are not as receptive as they used to be or they don't want to talk or they kind of like stop and the kids might sense that. And then when you like, get older, it's just like, it's another process as well. So uh, yeah, I'd love to hear your thoughts.
0: So I consider myself a bridge between the parents and the children. So the kids, you know, they need a safe space. They need someone that can be a mentor, someone that can help them, that can guide them. So I'm the go-to person. I'm the person that if there's something you are free to ask your parents all your teachers, you come to me. I create a safe space and a non-judgmental environment so that they can speak to me about about things. I mean, I have kids calling me. I shouldn't say kids. Adolescents and young people calling me at 5 a.m. in the morning, 11 o'clock in the night, and they'll be like, Miss um, Joseph, you know, I had an accident today. How can I be helped? How can I get like contraceptive? Can you help me? Because of the relationship that I have created with the young people I work with, it has breached that gap that they are no longer scared to come to me to ask the questions. This part of my work is what makes me want to do more. I mean, it pushes me, it gives me passion, and I would do. At this point, you know, I want to do everything I can do in my power to help young people take care of their sexual health and make informed decisions.
1: Amazing. I love that. That's incredible. And I think you started to talk about that a little bit, and I'd love to hear more. What inspired you, your interest in CSE, comprehensive sexuality education, and working with adolescents and younger adults on sexual health? Like, How do you approach teaching this sensitive topic? My
0: favorite thing should be getting the project completed. But um, it is not. It's actually meeting people, you know, people who participate in a project, having conversations with them, hearing their stories. And because of all of this interaction, it motivates me to want to do more, just want to do more. Because every time like you help somebody and you get like a positive result, you'll be like, yes, what I'm doing, I have to continue to do it. I am on the right path. So because of that, I would say that's my favorite thing and not always getting the project completed.
1: That's a really good point. In project management, we have a lot of things happening, right? And sometimes it's not just the result that matters the most, but it's an amazing reward as well. And I was thinking about your work in CSE and how Mm -hmm. you might also inspire the parents. And I'm sure they are also learning a lot with you and perhaps feeling more comfortable about this sexuality topic with their kids as well. Is this something that usually happens?
0: Yes. So in the beginning, um, when I started, we kind of had some pushback, but um, now people are getting comfortable with it because they realize there's a need for this. So I usually tell the parents, if you don't tell them and you don't let me tell them, somebody is going to tell them. And they're going to get the wrong information and then they would not be able to make like an informed decision or pick what should be the right choice at the moment because they're badly informed. So I usually tell them, let me do this. I have been doing this. I love what I do. The young people love me. Let me go out there and do this so that their job also as a parent would be easier. So far, we've, I've been able to go into schools and be able to give these talks. And um, I was a little surprised, like how easily now, like now when I call and I'd be like, OK, I'd like to visit your school on this day. I'd like to come and give a talk into your community. And they, right now they're saying yes so easily. So that is also motivating me to continue to do what I do.
1: That's incredible. And you mentioned earlier a very important point as well that I feel like the Caribbean and Latin America in general, we share the same thing, like being very religious, conservative and sexist. And so this adds a layer challenges and I'm so excited to hear that you're able to overcome that and people are like asking you to come to the schools and have those talks that's that's incredible
0: yes definitely I also work with some young people there are youth advocacy movement so there are people ages 6 into 24 so, I usually take them along with me. So, I'll incorporate them into my presentations and they'll talk to, you know, people their age when we go into the school. So, they're the pairs. And because they're seeing their pairs talking about it and not making it taboo, then, then now they're also very comfortable, like asking questions, giving comments, providing feedback, which makes my work easier.
1: Amazing. I personally love your trajectory. I feel very inspired by those stories, especially because I think for younger folks listening to us that that's a lot, right? I feel like now we have a lot more professions than we used to have in the sense that you need to decide your entire career when you're like 18 or like even less than that. It's very scary, but having the sense where mm-hmm. you can have different roles and you can change your career, but at the same time, combine all the learnings that we got over the years into what we are doing at this moment, that bringing the sense exactly. that nothing is wasted and it's actually, is making Thanks. you stronger and more powerful. So I love that.
0: Thanks. Exactly. And I totally agree. Because, like I did my bachelor's degree in biology and now I'm able to, through CSE, I'm able to teach about reproductive systems, you know, because when we go, I let the, I inform them about the male reproductive system, the female reproductive system and, you know, all of that and that stuff I learned in biology. So it's easier for me to impart that knowledge onto them, that information onto them. And it gives me an easier flow because I'm knowledgeable of these things. So I would say definitely incorporating all the things that I have learned along the way makes this job as being a CSE educator a lot easier.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And is there any specific area or skills that you are looking to further develop
0: in your career? There's always room for development, so I would say yes. Even though I do all of this, sometimes I think that I'm not a great communicator or maybe not a great listener. So I would love to like take like a communication course, maybe for like a six months course or something, which would help me to communicate better when I go out to do my presentations and to also listen to the kids so that that way I'm able to incorporate the things that they think is needed in my presentation as well to ensure that I have a better impact on my work and on them when I do CSE.
1: Yeah, I feel like this is always a really, really good skill to have. And I wonder, do you feel the younger generation, the way that they communicate or even consume information is different from us i know i always have the feeling that things are very different and perhaps the way they consume content is different for example i i didn't grow up having access to the internet right and the folks now they were like they were connected already so they have always have like access to the internet or know that we have an internet available so i wonder if you feel that's like some sort of like Difference.
0: I totally, totally agree. The way they communicate with each other is just so, so different. And because of that, you know, we have to think about these things and how like how I do my presentations as well. So when I was younger and you go to somebody comes to give a presentation, they would just stand in front of the room and they would talk and we would all pay attention. But now um, with the young people nowadays, we can't do that. If I go stand in front of the room and just talk, they'll be bored. So I usually like incorporate um, videos. So I'll talk for a few minutes and I'll show a video. Then we'll do like an activity, which usually keeps them very, very engaged. If not, then it's not going to happen and they're all going to be distracted and the presentation wouldn't be impactful as you would like it to be.
1: That's incredible. That's a really good tip. And I was thinking now, like, even when I was in college, I have cell phone, but it was different, right? And like, for mm-hmm. now, I feel that they get bored and just grab their phones, and <laughs> which is interesting. It's interesting how we are adapting. Everyone's adapting, I guess.
0: They're adapting, yes. And I, as the, I'm older than them and I have to adapt to their style. If I want to make sure that what I do is successful, I have to adapt to what's going on in their lives. And they'll say, she's cool, you know, Miss Joseph does these things. I can't believe Miss Joseph does that. And because, you know, you might consider that you can do the things that they do, it makes it easier for them to communicate with you.
1: Incredible. You are the cool friend. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. I love that. I'm a big fan of you already. And I wanted to ask you, uh, which resource helped you in your journey? Is there anything you want to share with us today?
0: Being a CSE educator, one of the resources that have helped me the most is a website called amaze.org. And kudos to them. They have been doing a great, great job. They have like a lot of videos on uh, resources for health educators to teach adolescents and youth. And um, these resources, they have a lot of things on puberty, um, CSE, and just simply things that affect adolescents, things on consent, things on healthy relationships, Stuff like bullying, because all of these things encompasses comprehensive sexual education. So that um, website plays a big role in terms of what I do, in terms of a resource in developing my presentations for my young people. In terms of project management, there is a project management account on LinkedIn that I follow called Project Management. And they usually provide a lot of tips to project managers on how they can get help and what they can do in terms of implementing projects. So both of these accounts online are great resources that I incorporate into my daily lives and what I do. Incredible.
1: And this is also how we met. And I have been talking about LinkedIn a lot in this podcast because I feel that it's a great resource to connect with people, to create your content too if you like to share more about your professional experience or just consume information. I think it's a great resource that everyone should should leverage.
0: Yes, because like I've been on LinkedIn for years, but I never like updated my account to like a professional account until like a couple months ago. One of my friends, she said, she's like, Sherry, and you do so much. Maybe you should go online, you know, and fix your LinkedIn account and let people know what you do. You know, spread the word, let them know, try to get some connections and network with others so that, you know, your work can become a little bit more popular in terms of what I do. And I'm very grateful for LinkedIn, you know, for what we're able to do right now.
1: Yeah, that's a really good advice. I think it's interesting how things are changing. And now on top of like doing our work and being really good at it, we need to think about these other things that <laughs> will help us to be more visible. But at the same time, I think it's a really good to help us to connect with each other and create our community and where we can help someone today and tomorrow someone is going to help you. And I, I love the sense of creating your community and helping people Mm -hmm. and also perhaps for folks who are listening to us they might be thinking oh this is a lot but at the same time I feel that you should define what will work for you maybe what will work for you is just to have like a LinkedIn account where you have your photo there and like overview about your career so you don't need to be like posting all the time but I think just having your account is nowadays, it, it's so important. And this is how we met. So that's really cool. <laughs>
0: yes, it is. It is. It yeah. is, definitely.
1: And when I saw you, I was like, oh, she's cool. I want to talk with her because it's so interesting, the work you do and I wanted to thank you for your time and for sharing with us your story, your journey. And I'm going to leave the last minutes for you to share anything you want to share and also where people can find you.
0: Um, Thank you so much. Thank you for giving me the opportunity to also be on your podcast. Really enjoyed talking with you today. And I also really enjoyed teaching. Comprehensive Sexuality Education to Adolescents and Youth. I'm very passionate about it. So if you're listening and you're interested and you think we can do something together, you can find me on LinkedIn. My name is Sherry Joseph on my account. And it says I'm a research consultant and a project manager. And I'm also involved in grant writing. So if you're interested in that, you can also um, send me a message so that we can connect. Thank you so much for having me.
1: Thank you. That's it for today, everyone. Thank you so much for your time. I would love to hear your thoughts about the podcast and the episodes. Please message us with any insight, any feedback you might have. And also guest suggestions. Message us in your favorite social media platform. We are in all social platforms. And if you want to write us in a review, we will love that. Feel free to write us in a review on Apple Podcasts, Audible, Amazon, or any other streaming that you like. Thank you.